The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in here on Tuesday, April 18th. Gotta start this off with condolences to the family and friends of Chris Smith, former Jaguars draft pick, passed away at 31 years old. Just really, really awful, unfortunate news. Keep those folks in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, former pass rusher for the Jaguars, ended up playing eight years in the NFL, Chris Smith. No longer with us at just 31 years old. It's awful. Horrible news. So keep those people in your thoughts and prayers. But we do have to continue covering this NFL draft cycle. Less than two weeks away now. Really about nine days from the 2023 NFL draft kicking off in Kansas City on Thursday, April 27th with the first round. So we're going to go ahead and get into my final what I would do mock draft here. The final predictive mock draft for the Jaguars will come next week where I'll try to get inside the the mind of Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson and and predict what they're going to do. But for me, for here, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into what I would do for the Jaguars in this seven-round mock draft, the final seven-round what I would do mock draft of the 2023 draft cycle. This has really kind of flown by. Um, I'm excited to get into actually talking about the players the Jaguars are actually picking, right? Uh, Once Thursday rolls around, we'll be able to do that. And then, of course, Friday... You've got rounds two and three, and then Saturday, the end of the 2023 NFL draft. Can't wait for that, but for now, we've got to continue to speculate, continue to talk about these prospects, even though we have no clue where they're going to end up going. Um, I've done a lot of work on this 2023 draft. I know a lot of you know that. If you've been following along throughout this process, thank you so much. Really appreciate your support. If not, follow me on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. You can also follow Generation Jag. We're at Generation Jag. Please hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube. If you're on your podcast platform of choice, subscribe and review. Helps us out a lot here at Generation Jaguar. So thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Let's go ahead and get this thing kicked off, shall we? 24 overall is the Jaguars' first selection in the 2023 NFL Draft. There's a lot of different ways they can go. There's going to be some edge rushers that they could potentially 
go get and try to fortify their edge rush, which they've talked about being their biggest need is continuing to develop that pass rush. Um, there's corners that you could go after, right? But for me, the way this board fell over on the pro foot or the NFL mock draft database, mock draft simulator, Anton Harrison is the pick for me at 24 overall. This is a guy that if you've been following along with me, you know I love this kid. Has the size, the length, the athleticism that you're looking for. An extremely young prospect, just turned 21 years old. Was a big recruit out of D.C. He's six foot four, 315 pounds, 34 and an eight's arms. You love the arm length. That's something that you're always going to be looking for, especially when you're talking about the Jaguars. They're not going to go get edge players or offensive linemen at high value positions, you know, at 24 overall that do not have some of this length. He's a good, good linear athlete with quick feet and pass protection. Uh, Coming out of Oklahoma, right, the question with some of these Oklahoma offensive tackles, the offensive scheme, uh, because they get the ball out so quickly, you don't get into many of these true vertical pass sets to test these guys out. But when when he was placed in those positions, when Anton Harrison was asked to vertical set, I thought he looked damn good. Um, he played at a really high level against his best competition. You saw him going head-to-head with all these talented Big 12 pass rushers and holding his own, and in my opinion, usually giving them the business. Uh, and guess what? You want to talk about an offense that likes to get the ball out quickly that doesn't really ask you to get into a ton of vertical sets? That's Doug Peterson. That's Trevor Lawrence. They love to get the ball out quick in Jacksonville. That's really one of the offensive principles that this entire offense has been based around since its beginning, you know, back in the 90s, back in the 80s, really, um, when you go back down the list of the coaching tree. But I really like the idea of getting cheaper at the position long term with. Anton Harrison and Walker Little projecting as your starting left tackles after, or as your starting tackles, excuse me, after the 2023 season, whether it be Harrison at left tackle, Walker Little at right tackle, or vice versa. Um, Harrison does not have a ton of experience playing right tackle, has started one game in his career at right tackle, but overall, a guy that's been the majority of left tackle. Um, but when you talk about long term, Again, I like getting cheaper at the position. Uh, I like upgrading the overall talent level at the position, which I think is what you would be doing here. And for 2023, I do think it would potentially help you get your best five on the field. Talk about Cam Robinson, of course, starting at left tackle. Walker Little maybe playing left guard or potentially Anton Harrison. Of course, Luke Fortner at center, Brandon Sheriff at right guard. But, you know, maybe Walker Little or Anton Harrison can start at left guard and right tackle. Um Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't get you in your, in, into your um, best five in 2023. But I have very little question about the long-term projection of Anton Harrison being a high-level high uh, starter in this league at left tackle. I think, again, he's got really, really strong hands. He's got great length. I think he gets into rushers' bodies and gets them off balance consistently. His body angling and framing is top-notch, and he has really quick feet. I think he's going to do a great job at the next level, especially get, if he gets into an offense like a Doug Peterson offense, like a Andy Reid offense at the next level. I think that's where you're going to see an Anton Harrison potentially thrive Now, he can improve sustaining blocks in the run game. He can improve his overall consistency. But again, this kid just turned 21 years old. He should have plenty of upward mobility in his projection to the next level in his development arc. 
and investing in Trevor Lawrence is never going to be a bad idea. I just love Anton Harrison's game. I have him more of a early to mid first round uh, grade just because I, I see so much more within his within his frame, within what he can do. Again, just 21 years old, just turned 21. So I think that this guy is going to be um, like a, on a rocket ship type trajectory at the next level. I think he has that level of talent, especially if he gets into the right system, which I think Jacksonville would be a perfect fit for him. So landing him at 24 overall for me was a huge win. And then Jaguars, their next pick is at 56 overall. So I've got them... Now addressing the cornerback position with DJ Turner, one of the most exciting prospects in this class, 5'11", 178 uh, pounds, 30 and three quarters arms. And when you look at arm length at the cornerback position, a lot of teams, if you don't have 30 plus inch arms, you can't really play outside. Well, DJ Turner, he does have the 30 and three quarter inch arms, so he's going to pass most thresholds there. But the really exciting part about DJ Turner, besides popping on the tape, is the 426 40-yard dash. Unbelievably fast 40 for DJ Turner. And that shows up on tape. He has makeup speed. He's not going to let you run away from him. And he's allowed to play more aggressive because he has that makeup speed that uh, he, he can just be aggressive and, and make up if he misses a little bit. He's got great uh, vertical leaping ability, great overall explosiveness. Just a really, really fun prospect here out of Michigan. DJ Turner is, uh, again, 5'11", 178. Not great size, but when you talk about that 4'2", you just can't teach that. He plays the position like a junkyard dog, played mostly outside at Michigan, but I think it's easy to project him into the slot if you want to go that route he, with his physical skill set. He has the quick feet, the speed, again, the aggressive nature to, I think, thrive in the slot. If you have him inside with Tyson Campbell and Darius Williams outside, I think you can feel a lot better about that situation with your top three cornerbacks. If you want to try um, DJ outside and put Darius Williams inside because DJ does have more speed, uh, more overall athleticism than a Darius Williams, maybe you want to get your guy with that type of athleticism out on the on the uh, outside to try to take care of some of these really talented outside receivers at the next level, or maybe it's just situational, matchup-based, where you have Darius and DJ Turner. But the point here is there's a lot of options, and and upgrading your overall room, upgrading your CB3 spot, I think is a necessity for the Jaguars in this 2023 NFL draft. I think DJ Turner would do that in a big, big way for them with his talent level, his experience, his speed, and, and the the demeanor that he brings to the field. I think he would be a guy that would kind of bring some energy and juice to the Jaguars secondary, along with upgrading the overall talent level. Next up, the Jaguars are at 88 overall in the third round, their final pick of day two. There's a lot of options and that that's the case throughout the draft, right? But for me, when I'm looking at this board, I'm thinking about what the Jaguars need on their roster. I'm thinking about where the value is here. I saw a lot of value at the tight end position. Um, Sam Laporta was still on the board. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker, still on the board. Britton Strange, still on the board. Um, Zach Kuntz, still on the board. And uh, Tucker, Tucker Kraft was still on the board as well. 
I decided to go with Sam Laporta here out of Iowa. Tight end who I think brings great receiving chops. He's got really quick feet. He's got uh, good athleticism. Not a big, big tight end, right? More of a Evan Ingram mold type of tight end, that move tight end who's going to line up in the slot for you a lot. Can line up in line and get the job done in certain situations, but you're bringing him in here to be a receiving threat. And how does that work? Well, Evan Ingram, right, has not signed his franchise tag. Not sure what is going to play out there. It doesn't seem like he and the Jaguars are going to be able to agree upon a long-term deal at this point. So is Evan Ingram in the Jaguars' future plans beyond the 2023 season? Is he even in, on the team in 2023? I think you're you're heading in the direction towards him playing on the franchise tag in 2023, but that leaves the future wide open at the tight end position. And behind Evan Ingram, the only guy that they have that has any experience is Luke Farrell, um, I don't think you're going to use him as a feature tight end, as a receiving tight end. I think Sam Laporta, as a former receiver, as a guy coming out of Iowa, their all-time leading pass catcher at the tight end position. This is a university, a program that has developed and put out a ton of uh, talent at the tight end position. So Sam Laporta, being the most productive of them all, on an offense that was really ugly, ugly to watch a lot of times at Iowa, I just think... Uh, He, in a Doug Peterson offense with his speed, his quickness, his natural ability as a receiver, his feel for the position, I think he could be a really, really dangerous threat in a Doug Peterson offense. A guy that can uh, just produce at a high level as a receiver for you. I think Sam Laporta can do that with his speed, his athleticism, and his feel for receiving. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So first three picks, you've got offensive tackle, you've got corner, you've got tight end, you have not addressed your pass rush yet, but getting into the fourth round here, the Jaguars have two picks, we're going to address that pass rush, in my opinion, in a very big way. Yaya Diaby, edge out of Louisville, we've talked about him here, the Jaguars have shown interest in him, brought him in on a visit, Uh, this is a guy that has great, great linear explosiveness, I think he has some very good uh, lateral 
movement as well to be able to loop and stunt as an edge rusher for the Jaguars. He's got length. He's got powerful hands. He uses the, the speed and power to get into the body of opposing tackles and guards and absolutely send them flying backwards. And he was really productive for Louisville this past year, picking up 10 sacks, I believe, a lot of pressures. A guy that I think comes in and he allows you to have some more flexibility with how you want to use Trayvon Walker. Um, he's going to be a quality um, edge defender when you talk about setting the edge against the run. I think you can use him as a rusher outside or inside. I think he's got that versatility. I liked a lot of the reps that he had lining up over guards and centers and, and rushing from the interior and in clear pass rushing situations. Yaya Diaby is a fun prospect. I think being able to land him at, at 121 is a steal. I personally have him as a, a day two grade, a third round grade, Yaya Diaby. So I think getting him here in the fourth round would be huge for the Jaguars. And the next guy is another prospect up front on defense that I have a second round grade on, actually. And it's more Ojomo, defensive lineman out of Texas. Um, I don't know why there's not more buzz on this kid. He's 21 years old. After playing five years at Texas, he started playing at Texas when he was 16, uh, I believe. So this is a really interesting prospect in terms of just how how early he got to uh, got to college and started playing football. But he has tremendous natural leverage, right? A shorter defensive tackle prospect, but really great length for his size. And he uses it. He's got explosive movements. I think he's able to stack and shed at a high level and run defense. I think he's got some untapped potential as a pass rusher as well. Really like Mora Ojomo. I think bringing him in here to uh, compete to make the roster to potentially be a Roy Robertson Harris type of player long term for you. And they don't have the same body type, but I think they can play the same positions for you. I think Mora Ojomo can bring that type of skill set to your football team. And now you're just fortifying that defensive front, making sure you have guys that are young and talented coming in here, learning from some of the vets that you've paid, right? Like Roy Robertson Harris, like Foley Fatu Kasi. Um, so I think bringing in Diaby and Mora Ojomo in the fourth round would be a coup for the Jaguars, quite frankly. And this next pick, this is the one I'm actually most excited about. Maybe not most excited about, but it's up there. I love a lot of these picks. It is, after all, what I would do in this situation. So at 185, we've got Deuce Vaughn sitting on the board, running back out of Kansas State. Diminutive running back, maybe the shortest running back of all time. But this kid can play the game at an extremely high level. He's not going to be a, a power back at the next level. There's no question about that. You want to get him in space. You want to get him the football, get him in space, let him use his God-given ability to just make people miss, to run through arm tackles and, and pick up yardage. Deuce Vaughn is such a fun player, and he is an elite receiving back. I think the Jags could use this in, in, in the worst of ways. When you talk about Doug Peterson who knows how to use these types of backs, right? He he had Deuce Vaughn 1.0, which was Darren Sproles, and they're not the same player, but they are similar players coming out of the same school. Darren Sproles was definitely bigger than Deuce Vaughn, but I think you put Deuce Vaughn in a Doug Peterson offense with Trevor Lawrence throwing the football with all the other weapons they have, I think you're starting to look at an offense that might potentially be just too much for any defense to handle. 
Like, how do you handle all the threats that this Jaguars offense has and then add Deuce Vaughn to it as well? Because he doesn't have to line up in the backfield. He can line up in the slot for you, and most slot corners are not going to be able to cover this guy. He's got great, great hands, but he's a great route runner as well. So I just think, you know, size be damned at some point. Uh, I don't think you want to build a team out of small football players, and we're certainly not doing that when you talk about a lot of the guys that Jaguars have brought in lately, and then you talk about, Anton Harrison, Yaya Diaby, Mora Ojomo, Sam Laporta, they all fit within a lot of the size thresholds you're looking for. Uh, DJ Turner is a little smaller, but I just can't pass up on on bringing in a Deuce Vaughn. I think adding him to the backfield, adding him to the offense could potentially unlock some things that just aren't there for your team at this point. So I think bringing in Deuce Vaughn at 185 would be a home run of a pick. For the Jacksonville Jaguars. Next up at 202, we've got Terrell Smith, cornerback out of Minnesota, another player the Jaguars have shown interest in. Um, he's met with the team formally. I, I just, when you look at 2022 tape with Terrell Smith, this is a guy that you would probably say should be a lock for day two, but he had a long career at Minnesota. It was a little bit up and down at times. He did close the career out on an extremely high note with his 2022 campaign where you saw him show the athleticism, the instincts to play man or zone coverage. You saw him with some good ball production. He's tested well getting into the pre-draft process. I just really like where Terrell Smith is headed in his football career. I think being able to land him this late is a bit of a steal. Uh, 202 overall, sixth round. I think Terrell Smith would be an incredible value at that point. Next up at 208, taking Robert Beal. Kid out of Georgia, another defensive front type of player, edge rusher. This is a guy that just got buried on the depth chart at, at Georgia at times. And I think if you had him playing at, at another school transferring, kind of like a Jermaine Johnson did or, or some of these other players, and going and being a starter somewhere, that Robert Beal would be much higher on draft boards. And he might be higher on draft boards than a lot of these uh, mock draft simulators have him. He's definitely higher on my board because he has the athleticism, the length. Um, when you see him get into the game, he he ends up making plays in the backfield. He ends up being able to shed blocks and and bend the edge. I think that there's so much untapped potential in Robert Beal and just getting him some more reps and getting him on the field is going to help his game out tremendously. So bringing him in out of Georgia, just a great athlete with really good length, really good size, everything I'm looking for in a late-round swing at edge here. And then we're going to wrap it up with Asim Richards, who played some tackle at North Carolina, projects more inside at guard at the next level. Um, a guy that, again, brings some versatility to the table, but I, I liked what he did at the Senior Bowl. I liked his tape. In 2022, I think this is a guy that's just flying a little under the radar. This is a deep offensive tackle class and interior offensive line class, in my opinion. I know not everyone agrees with that, but I think being able to land in a Seam Richard who has, again, tackle and guard versatility at the end of the draft and some good tape and decent athleticism and size. I think it's a great pick here that, you know, is he is he going to be a lock to make the team? Maybe not, but is he going to push Colvin Lannon and, and these other depth guards and tackles to play better if he doesn't make the team? Yeah, absolutely. I think he'll d bring in competition, help upgrade the room overall, even if he doesn't make the final roster in 2023. 
that'll do it here again. Jags, Anton Harrison at offensive tackle. We're setting up the trenches for the future. We're setting it up to get a little bit cheaper. And look, you're paying Cam Robinson a lot right now. You have a, a team out following the 2023 season where you can move on from him. And then you're going to have to start paying guys like Trevor Lawrence, Tyson Campbell, Andre Sisco, Walker Little. The list goes on and on of these young players the Jaguars are going to end up needing to pay. I think getting cheaper at offensive tackle makes a lot of sense. I think Cam Robinson, while he is an above-average starting tackle in this league, he's not much above average. And uh, so for me, paying him what he's getting paid right now is just a little unproportional to the level of play that he is putting on the field. He's also been dealing with injuries a lot throughout his career. So fortifying that spot and adding talent and, in my opinion, a future starter, if not a year one starter in Anton Harrison is a big deal. Getting DJ Turner, getting that speed on the defensive side of the ball, that aggressive style of play at 56 overall, absolutely love his game. I think he comes in and immediately is your CB3, whether you have him starting outside with Darius Williams inside or vice versa, whatever the deal is, however you decide to play that out, I think your cornerback room just got a massive upgrade. 88 overall, Sam Laporta. We don't know what's going on with Evan Ingram. Um, Long-term, we don't necessarily even know what's going on with him. Short-term, has not signed the franchise tag yet, is not reporting to voluntary off-season programs. So we're going to see what happens with Evan Ingram. I think he'll be back with the Jags in 2023, but long-term, you still aren't sure what you've got going on there. You still need more depth at the position. Sam Laporta gives you a long-term option and a receiver at the position. He's a really high-quality receiver. And then... Also gives you some depth in the short term. Yaya Diaby and Mora Ojomo are two guys that have length, explosiveness. Yaya Diaby more of an edge, Ojomo more of a defensive lineman. But I think in this Jaguars defensive front, Yaya Diaby can absolutely play edge and then kick inside in pass rushing situations. I think you can say the same about Mora Ojomo, who's just a little bit bigger, but a shorter guy with longer arms. Deuce Vaughn coming in into a Doug Peterson offense at 185 overall. I think it could really open the door, open some possibilities for what this Jaguars offense can be um, because he's such a versatile and talented playmaker on the offensive side of the ball. And then we're just taking some value picks here at the end. I think Terrell Smith, again, based on 2022 tape, probably should have been a day two pick, but here we see him falling down the draft board because it is a deep cornerback class, a cornerback class where maybe there's some more exciting guys to different teams, but I think Terrell Smith projects well to the next level. And you've got Robert Beal, Georgia Edge, who just did not get on the field enough because of the depth of that Georgia defensive front, but when he did get on the field, you see the size, the length, the athleticism to make an impact at the next level, and then a Richards, a guard slash tackle who can give you some versatility and talent across that offensive line. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Love to know what you think about this mock draft. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. You can also drop a comment in the comment section below if you're on YouTube. If you're listening on your podcast platform of choice, please, please subscribe and review. You can just let me know what you think about this, this mock draft in the review. So please, please subscribe and review. It helps us out a ton. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube as well. Notification bell so you don't miss a show. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Have a great rest of your Tuesday.